welcome to Start a Conversation, the podcast. This is a safe space where we will talk all things stuttering and communication. Today, I'm joined with a very special guest. She was one of the first people that I met joining this community and has been a huge inspiration to me. I'm joined with Vanessa from Your Stammer Buddy. Vanessa is a stuttering awareness advocate, a creative writer, and a student scientist. She is currently in her fourth year of university pursuing a bachelor's degree in medical laboratory sciences. From her activity on social media, she helps people who stutter discover the beauty in their speech and live to their full potentials. When she is not studying or advocating for people who stutter, she writes creative pieces and coaches people on how to do so. So thank you so much, Vanessa, for joining me. How have you been? Um, how's your day been so far? Thank you, Priya, for having me. I'm so glad that we finally got to do this. And yeah, I'm okay. My day has been great. And I'm so glad to have you here. And I'm so glad that you hosted me. So yeah, let's get it started. <laughs> yes, I'm very excited for today. Um, so to begin with... Um, Let's talk a little bit more about you and your stuttering journey. Um, so when did you first notice that you had a stutter? Um, I can't remember like a particular time, but I know that for, for as long as I started speaking, I started stammering too. So I think that should be maybe five, six, just since when I started talking, basically. Yeah. Yes, six. Oh, Okay. Interesting. I think that was kind of around the same time I first noticed it. Oh, I don't know. My parents noticed it as well, which is interesting. It's really cool. Um, does stuttering run in your family? Um, it's actually funny because we are four in number. So there's a boy, there's a girl, then me and the last boy. So my sister, she used to stutter like when she was younger. But now she, she has stopped. So I'm the one. I'm the only one stammering. I'm my younger brother, but I think mine is more obvious than his. So, but for now, it's just both of us and my mom. But hers is not very, 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 um, very, very frequent like ours. So, yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> that's so cool that you have other people in your yeah. family that stutters as well. Because yeah. um, then you're able yeah. to talk about your experiences and it's like would be really safe environment. Yes, exactly. You have. You have people that can relate to you whenever you try to yes. anything. That's kind of nice. <laughs> um, what has been your biggest challenge with your stutter and what have you learned from your stutter or your stuttering page and things like that? When I, um, when I started, um, like, like when I noticed that I first had a stammer, I didn't believe it. So I tried everything I could to hide it. So my childhood was, I wasn't really, how would I put it? I wasn't really aware that I had this camera when I was still a kid. I just tried to hide it, you know, like just tried to avoid, like I was very good at hiding the fact that I stammer. So I didn't really experience much struggles like that growing up as a kid, you know, I didn't. It was when I, it was when I became 16, like when I started growing up more and it didn't stop. I just kept on stammering that. I started experiencing challenges. Then when I started the page back in 2020, I started that page after, was it after I had, yes, after I had um, um, an online speech therapy. 
like like that that therapy session was so <laughs> it was everything it was not good at all it was not a good experience so i don't know something just gave me the motivation to start because most times most people who start are just want to go straight into into therapy without laying the foundations without knowing the basic things of themselves like they don't even know okay why do i stammer what is the root cause like they don't even ask questions they just go straight to therapy and that's what i did and it's not done as well for me so i just said okay let me just start a page you know make it relatable so starting up um the, the most challenges that i faced was trying to how do i put it trying to relate my struggle to others because most times they say on social media or oh, don't post your failures nobody cares blah 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 so i kind of <laughs> i found it hard to try to just come out and start saying oh today i started i feel so bad like i didn't even know how to <laughs> you, you get me so yeah i think that was just basically the struggle but now it's better at least i have people that can relate to me and it doesn't feel like i'm just you know coming to rant on social media at least people find help from what i'm saying so i think the struggles now have reduced a bit in relation to like social media just social media but as a but as a person I, I don't think you can ever like fully escape the struggles you always have struggles it's either you're struggling with public speaking or you're struggling with with one-on-one -on -one conversations or you're struggling with phone conversations so i won't really say one because it changes every time. So that's it. That's basically about struggles. Yeah, I, I can totally relate to you as well about like going to school and trying to make trying to make it sound that you don't have a stutter as well. Um, yes. yeah, yeah, it's a big thing. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. And kind <laughs> of along the lines of schooling and what that was like for you, um, I know you mentioned that you didn't really face any struggles, um, but how how would uh schooling um your experiences with school be different to your experiences at say at university has there been many ch challenges with that or has it kind of been um the same for both um with school like in primary school like primary secondary school that was before college now i'm in college um the like i didn't really because i i i did not believe or I was not fully aware of my stutter. So the challenges then were, like, even if I had a challenge, I would try so well to hide it that nobody would know. And I myself would try to deny the fact that I'm actually facing a challenge. But after I had the therapy and, because I had the, the therapy in my first year, that was 2019, in my first year in college. So after I had it, every of the struggles just came at once. I started seeing my stutter for what it was and not what I thought it was. So the challenges obviously changed with time. Like personally, I had to do a lot of personal development. I had to unlearn a whole lot. I have to start like, because growing up, like nobody really talked about my stammering. My parents didn't, like we just acted as if it was normal. Let me just use that word. So. Um, in college, in my first day in college, I had to start. I basically taught myself everything I knew right now about stammering. So, so the 
experiences we are way different we are we are way way different like now i know so much better but my 18 old me if you would like if you would call her and 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 ask her do you stammer she would say no with with everything in her life she would say no she doesn't <laughs> you get you get me but now i i i definitely know better and the experiences are different um, I'm also interested to know about your family and how um, how the conversations changed um, over time about your stutter. You mentioned that you, um, growing up, you, stuttering was, um, again, like, let's say it's normal. Um, but how, since starting your page, has um, the conversations that you've had with, let's say, your friends or family changed over time? Oh, it, the the conversations the thing is, growing up, I didn't really talk to my family. Like, I and my family, we never had these conversations about my daughter, about how I speak. So it just, I don't know, it just became that way, even now, as I am grown. Like, even if we talk about it, I I talk about it only to my sister, because she's the one closest to me. So I just, like, try to run to her, like, when I have a bad day, or I maybe try to ask her questions, like, I don't know, like, I'll try to ask her questions like how she copes with me being a person who stammers you get, something like that. So, but I discuss more with friends, with my friends and and people that I meet on social media, like from my page. I have more deep conversations with them than I, than I have with my family because they relate more to me. I'm not saying that my family doesn't relate to me. They would like to it, but they just can't at that level. Just understand. So I basically have more deep conversations with my friends or with or with my social media friends. Yes. Yeah, I think like with especially with social media and the community that we have, it's the conversations, very, like you said, very very different. But yeah. um, um, that's very interesting. Yeah. The thing is that the beautiful thing about social media is. People are always saying, oh, it's not a safe place, but it's like a two-way thing. Because I can I can remember one time, was it last month or a few months ago that I just, this person just chatted me up on Instagram. I'm finding we're having this conversation for hours and it felt like we have known each other because we had like, we were, we were like facing the same, um, the same, the same condition. And we understood ourselves in a very deep level. So that's why it was so smooth and easy. But your family, when you're the only one that sales time as very obviously, they would want to relate to you. They want to empathize with you, but they they just can't and and you really can't do anything about it. So you just have to get used to it. So social media is actually very good. Like it has helped me in terms of conversations and and trying to like um, relate with people it has helped me so well so i'm actually thankful for social media yes me definitely as well i mean i've met so many people including yourself i mean you were one of the first people that people that i met on this community and has been it's been such a <laughs> yeah. opening experience and such a not opening experience such an open experience and a very safe experience as well um so yeah i definitely <laughs> social media can be um challenging sometimes but (laughs) i think for us it's worked out to be great which is really cool exactly 
Um, so I thought we would center this episode around mental health and it's something that I'm really passionate about. Um, and I know it's, I think it's a similar experience for you as well, that mental health, um, can impact stuttering. And yeah, so this episode in particular is about how people who stutter can take charge of their mental health and learn to acknowledge negative thoughts and emotions. Um, so my first question to you would be, why do you think it's important for people who, who stutter to take charge of their mental health? Um, I was watching a video, I think yesterday or two, two days ago, and the woman said something that really caught my, my attention. She said, human beings have just one, one role to play in this life, and that is self-care. And self-care is basically taking care of your body and your mind. And the mind has to do with your mental health. And it is so important. And when it comes to, to, to people who stutter, it is very easy to be overwhelmed. Because speaking um, covers such a big part of our life. You speak every day. You must talk to people every day, whether you like it or not. But you must talk with somebody every single day. So when you focus on the negative aspect of your speech or of your stutter, it basically changes your life in a negative way. So I think it's important for people who stammer to take charge of their mental health and focus on it. Because if you're because if you're doing this, you're basically taking care of your life. You're taking care of yourself. You begin to see life in a more different, like in a very beautiful light. When you take care of your mental, because one thing is the mind controls. Like if you can control your mind, you can control your your whole life. You can you can take charge of what you of where you go to, what you eat, what you just anything by just taking care of what you think of of your mental health, of your mental well well being. So I think it's very important for not even people who stammer, for everybody to take care of their mental health rights. But, but on this episode, we're like, we're like focusing on people who stammer. That's what this whole podcast is about. So I'm just going to say that people who stammer, when they focus on their mental health, subconsciously, they start seeing their speech in a way that they've never seen it before, in a more beautiful light. And they begin to... Um, value what they what they have to say, Be, like begin to respect their their speech before they be, um, before they expect someone else to respect them. And when you respect yourself, there is this aura that comes with it. Like when you when you have this high sense of mental well 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 being, and when you respect what you have to say, that this aura that it brings to you. There is this new there is this new vibe, let me just use the word. There is this new vibe that it brings. And everybody will just like, they'll be like, there is something different about you. But there is really, but there is, but there is really nothing different. It's just that you changed how you think of things. Like, started um, um, like taking care of your mental health, took your self care seriously. And you see that your, your life, just start changing one day at a time. So, um, take care of their mental health because it's very because it's easily overlooked. Easily, people don't even like people say mental 
like okay when you talk about mental health they think oh therapy therapy maybe a a medical condition or therapy no it's not that big you start small what are your daily like daily acts what are you reading what are you seeing like what are you feeding yourself with so i think it's important very important like it should be something that we always focus on to do every day focusing on our mental health and just becoming better people so i think it's very important absolutely and i think they also talk about how um like <laughs> negative self-talk can um also turn into um it can lead to other things um and i think when we start having these like these negative thoughts over and over again i think we start to believe it as well and then like you said it can change how you see yourself so like you said it is incredibly important that um people who start it but i think also just people in general to just take a couple seconds or a couple minutes just to um yeah be at peace with their mental health and just take it yeah a day at a time and um yeah kind of understand what's happening as well so that it can then it it, it, yeah it does make your life easier and does make um yeah just yeah yeah yeah. well you said it it. does make everything (laughs) absolutely yes i think you said it definitely much better than i did (laughs) yeah Um, how can people who start to navigate um, and acknowledge their thoughts? What most most people who some find hard to do is speaking, like talking to people. So I would not advise them going through that that part if they like for the like for the first step of taking care of your mental health and your well being. The first thing that the the first thing that comes to my mind is journaling, writing your thoughts down, writing what you think, writing your goals, writing basically anything you want to write on a book. Because there's this magic that comes with, with um, journaling, right? When you write down your thoughts and you're looking at it, you're basically seeing what is going through your mind. And that gives you some kind of control. Because when you write it down, you're holding it like you can't see it, you're holding it. It gives you this sense of control. And helps you to because it is not because it is not very easy to change your thoughts i know yes they say you have you have um you should have control over your mind and everything but it's not very easy the average human being has up to 60,000 thoughts per day and 80 percent are negative so it is not very easy to change them to the to the to the positive but writing helps a lot I, like i always um like tell people who keep like um struggling with their thoughts to start writing write things down when you okay there was one trick that i learned that if you're thinking negative thoughts and you just can't leave your mind try and write it down and when you're done maybe tear it and throw it away that's like it's not really doing something but it does something to your mind you this you like turn it and throw it away means that you're disposing that um that thoughts it will keep coming back 
but that particular act that you did has given you a little sense of control and it will get better over time right so i feel like act act um, like trying to take charge of your thoughts and all is very hard but it is doable you can try to journal that's it for one or when you don't have the the chance to write when you think of negative thoughts you can when you think of negative thoughts you can you can tweak it into um into um into question into like just try to ask yourself a question okay for example now maybe you're thinking about oh i hate everything about my speech do not ask yourself why do i hate everything about my speech try to tweak that because if you leave the thoughts as it is it will not go it will always keep coming back to you so you do something about it so try to tweak it to a question why do i hate my daughter and if you want to write it you can write it if you want to think about it you can think about it and meditate on this thing this little like conscious act like like um intentional act is very good and it's not even a a, a must that you must i'm saying that it's not a must that you must bring a book a pen maybe start playing a slow song put up the light no on your normal like going for your normal um day like going through your normal day you can just try to try to keep doing this intentional act with your mind it's just you and your mind you think about it why do i hate my daughter try to think about and know your pain points and work on them that's you see okay i just mentioned journaling i mentioned um tweaking the negative thoughts into questions so i feel like this too should really help in in in, in trying to acknowledge your thoughts and take charge of them so are there any um any tips that you use or any tricks that you use to like your thoughts when it comes to um i've always found journaling to be really helpful um i don't get to do it as often as i would like to but um especially when i was having um anxiety or my anxiety was particularly bad one day i would try and write down as much as i could um sometimes i would try distracting myself <laughs> it's probably not the best thing <laughs> <laughs> um but i think in those moments that's probably the biggest thing but um even just talking to someone I find to be really helpful um because you can kind of again it's that writing thing you can see what is going through your mind and sometimes you can even think oh maybe it's not as bad as I thought it would be um yes and then it's like yeah all about that reframing your thoughts and reframing how you see things um can have a really um yeah important effect and i think also just being positive um a lot of the time uh we can like humans can be quite negative um and sometimes yeah. see the negative side of things but i think when we turn it into a positive spin um then it's you know we've made it into um something that is positive and a bit more lighter than what we thought it was or what expected to be um 
But yeah, no, mm. I really like the the tip that you gave. Um, mm-hmm. I should definitely get back into journaling. I did actually find it really helpful. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking along um, journaling, um, you created journal prompts which relate to connecting with people and understanding your emotions in relation to stuttering. Um, so what inspired you to start journaling and what also led you to create journaling prompts for people who stutter? Okay. What inspired me to start journaling? I've been journaling like ever since. It just became like a hobby because I like writing. So I just started writing about what was going in my head. Then like as I grew and now like figured out the, ad, the, the good side of it. And the and the benefits it gave to me as like them journaling is like the played played and played and still plays a huge role in my personal develop um, growth and development. So I why I created the journal prompts is I basically want other people who who start to explore the freedom that comes with writing, that comes with writing down their thoughts and taking charge of whatever they think of and how and how their and how their life is basically. So that was what is um inspired me. And most people when you when you tell them, okay, start writing, start keeping a start um start journaling, they they like they don't know where to start from they have they have things to write about they don't know the first set like the first sentence to put down and that was the main reason why i made the journal prompts that was the, the second reason i so just to help them explore the the freedom that comes with writing thoughts down and also and and to like help them have some have have like a guide or where to start from so these two things motivated me to write to create the the journal and prompts and to publish it and i think sometimes when you journal you always have it can be quite hard to start because you're thinking what what should I write? What's like a good way to write this? Um, and your prompts have been, I mean, I've used them quite a bit and they've been so helpful just for me to navigate how um, I should start journaling and how I should also see my starter in a more positive light and understand more about it as well. Um, so how has journaling supported you um, with your starter or just maybe in general as well? How has it supported you in your um journey to i don't know freedom you want to call it maybe <laughs> yeah speech freedom actually is there speech thing? freedom i is love that <laughs> speech freedom i'm saying that most people see speech freedom for what it is not they think is when they start speaking more fluently and when their stutter vanishes that they will attain speech freedom but it's not like that personally i believe that you can never really like if you didn't stop stammering as a child it's it's like to get like to get rid, um, rid of it as an adult 
is going to be almost impossible. Even if you try to hide it or you have overcome it, it is always a part of you. I mean, it is, it is the hard truth, but it is what it is, basically. So um, about what you asked and how journey has, has helped me, right? Like, basically, um, we have been talking about mental health, mental well, well-being. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm perfect. There are even some that there are like even some days where I feel overwhelmed to the extent that I even forget to write. I forget to even journal. I forget to do the right things. I like, I just like, I don't know how to, how to explain this. I just do the complete opposite of what I have to do. So, but, but as always, I am a work in progress. Everybody is, nobody is perfect. We are just trying to be better. And journaling helps me. That is when I remember to do it. It helps me a lot. In, because there's this power, like I've, um, like I've said, there is power in writing, in writing your thoughts, in seeing your thoughts. There is this control it gives you and, and helps you to become better, helps you to think better. So I think with all, with all this I've said, journey has helped me to an extent and, um, and, I'm, and I'm confident that it will still help me in future. It's not something that, 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 that you just do for a while and don't peace. It's just like it is it's just like exercising now. They they say once you start to 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 like once you start to exercise, your body gets used to it that you cannot stop else you want to fight with your body. To me, exercise is like journal is to the mind what what exercise is today what exercise is to our body so it's just like a continuous thing you just have to keep doing it over and over and you keep getting better so yeah yeah i think when it's the starting that's the hardest you just have to just kind of get into this mindset okay i'm going to write what keep I'm doing it. yeah exactly and then also maintain that as well um but that's a good yeah. point <laughs> Um, I know you've mentioned some um, different um, tips or strategies, I guess, like journaling or writing things down and throwing it out. Um, but are there any other strategies or practices that practices that you use to support your mental health and well-being? So like meditating or journaling, exercise, things like that. Is there other things that you do um, like yeah. that? Um, I've been exercising. Exercising has helped me to, I've been exercising for like three years now, even though I've been consistent, <laughs> like, but it helps me. And how it helps me, okay, I know people say that you go to exercise just to let go of your thoughts. And I don't know how they say, but that's not what it does to me in particular. When I exercise, it's, it's, I, I, I don't know, it's, it's kind of make me feel like a superhero. Like my body can do a lot, and that gives me this 
um like makes me see myself in a very high um like 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 in a in a very good light and in a very good way it just makes me feel good about my um about my whole body and it uplifts my mood whenever i exercise and i keep at it it's not about exercise it's about keeping at it because for you to see the the results that you want not even body now let's just leave the body as aspect the the mind now the mental like part of it you have to keep at it to see the results that you want and if you keep exercising you 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 keep thinking that you're a superhero like me now i'll keep thinking that i am a superhero and i can exercise and my body is strong and i can do whatever i put my mind to do so yeah xm exercising has helped meditating i've not really explored like whenever i've 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 meditated but i've not maintained it as a as a habit like for a long time i just do it once in a while i'm not consistent but for the times um i've had it was actually nice but the but the thing with meditating is that when you're quiet and you're thinking, it's mostly negative thoughts that you that you just think about. That that's the thing. So med- so I don't really explored meditating to know much about it, but I think it helps. It helps because I've read stories, I've seen people that meditating has helped them update and they have kept it as a habit and what they do every day. Then I also listen to songs to music that's what i do every day to feel good um is either you listen to happy songs sad songs you know just do anything that makes you feel happy that's what i believe in i listen to songs i watch movies i'm such a sucker for rom-coms i love watching rom-coms <laughs> so i watch them uh what else do i do uh i would say it's healthy because i really don't it's healthy every time but for the times that I do, I try. <laughs> I try. So yeah, these are other things that I do aside journaling that helps me keep up my mental health and my mental well-being. So yeah, what of you? Um, well, I, I'm supposed to be exercising. I don't really do that. <laughs> I just have to get back into it. Yeah, no, um, exercise is hard when you want to start off. Exactly. It's really hard. You have to get into like really that, hard. like the, like move, like the what's it? I can't even think anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the like pace of it and like get into like a habit is really hard. Yes. Um I do watch a lot of rom coms as well. I'm a sucker for those as well. <laughs> Lots of comedies. Um yeah. Yeah, comedies. Yes. Laugh yeah. Laughter is good. At it's very time. good. Yes. Laugh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> As someone who has anxiety <laughs> or struggles with anxiety and largely um and stuttering is largely impacted by that. Um, what are some ways that people like me can navigate this? And do you have similar experiences with stuttering and anxiety? And what advice can you give? Um, you know, anxiety has stages. Mm-hmm. If Yours is in a stage where your anxiety basically controls everything you think of. You have you have tried to journal, you have tried to do all this self self care and tips, and but still the 
anxiety um seems to be seems to be bigger than you there's there is just one simple thing you have to do therapy just go to therapy look for a good and it must not even be a speech a speech um a speech therapist because we are because we are just talking about mental health the the like the 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 whole well-being the whole mental well well-being so i would say that if your anxiety is today is so big that it controls you basically you have to seek therapy um go for therapy therapy is good it's very good it's just that we have bad bad therapists who don't know what they're doing but therapy in itself is very in fact i feel like everybody at some point in their life have to go for therapy because you cannot always do it on your own some some like sometimes you would like you can't even deal with your mind if i'm to put it in that way that that you will need the 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 help of somebody who knows more about your um about how um about how your your um about how sorry about how your mind works you get so yeah i feel like therapy is just what you should do if your anxiety is so big go for therapy look for a good speech look for a good speech therapist and you will not regret it everything will just be better so therapy is just what you should go for yeah and i think there's also such a huge stigma around therapy as well and people think that if you have therapy then oh then you've got like a disease or an illness but that's not the case i think it's just about talking to someone who you can just yeah again it's like that talking and relating and um they're not there to judge you. They're just there to help you and give you some ways you can navigate through the emotions that you're feeling. And they can feel quite intense at times, but I think it's just talking those through and yeah, letting someone else, yeah. I guess, take, not take it on board, but yeah, kind of help you to see it a different way maybe. Um, but I love that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you want more people to know about stuttering? Um, and in particular, how stuttering can affect someone. Because I think, like we said before, stuttering, it, it is physical, but it's not only physical. It does yes. um, yeah, manifest into different things. And everyone's experiences are different. And although, yeah, I think, let's say someone has overcome their stutter or, um, yeah, has does no longer stutters or anything like that. This, the experiences that we have from stuttering are still there and whether it has turned into something else it does still affect a person um so yeah so what what do you want more people to know about stuttering and how it affects someone um, the first thing is i want people to know that therapy is not bad we just have bad therapists so if a parent has a child that is that is stammering and everything you should seek therapy because a good speech therapist or a good therapy would help that child to be in control not to get rid of the stammer to be more in control of it so i think um that is what i want people to know and 
and uh, and I also want to know that, in as much as stammering is not um, just physically, it has to do with the mind. But it doesn't mean that the person is disabled mentally. There's nothing wrong with the person. Anything that has to do with the mind can be controlled, can be controlled to an extent and to a very large extent. So what else? What else? Then what I want people who stammer to know ourselves is that we are enough. We are worthy. We are everything good. And we are not it is one thing is our our mind is always lying to us. Our our negative thoughts are always lying to us. Our anxiety is lying to us. So we should just know this and be aware of it that okay this thing I am thinking of is it true? Is it a fact? Why am I thinking of this? Because most times we just think of weird things or wild things that are not even true and are not even happening. So we should just know that our anxiety is aligned to us. We are we are enough, we are worthy. What we what we have to say has to be heard So, And we are everything good. <laughs> so yes. I love that. And I think it is so important that we do that more often because yeah. It, stuttering can be so many things. Yes, exactly. Um, you mentioned as well that you write and coach people on how to write. Um, what do you love most about writing and what's your favorite thing about coaching? Okay, uh, what I love about writing, that's creative writing. It just, it just helps me to explore, like, like it's, it helps me to think about anything and bring it to life. Because I, cause I can just think of a, of a very wild thought and make it into a story or a, or, or a poem or just a piece and put it out. And then people will get to love not real. And then writing initially came to me as a, as a coping mechanism. Because when I write, I don't get to speak. Nobody is looking at me. Nobody is um, judging me for how I speak. Nobody is. Um, um, nobody is. Uh, nobody is inter. Um, nobody is interrupting me. I just get to write and be and just flow with it. So, I think that's another thing where I that's. Another reason why I love writing. And I just love writing for what it is. I mean, when people ask me why do you like writing, I don't know what to say because I just love everything about it, basically. So, yeah. The second question you asked was why I love coaching people, right? Yes, because many people want to write. Many many people have the idea as well. Because I was talking to some to, to somebody and she told me this very amazing I am idea of a short story, but she didn't know how to go about it. So I really love to help people who have these ideas or have the passion for writing to help them. Because in as much as writing is basic, people don't know the basic level of writing. So that's my best thing about coaching, just taking them by the, by the, hand and showing them how to do it 
and how to get more i like how how um, how to just explore their their creative side through writing i mean it's just so so fulfilling to just teach someone and see them be on a road with that <laughs> with their rights and like it's so so fulfilling and it's very good so that's one of that's why i love coaching when it comes to writing i love that yeah. i probably need coaching myself i'm not a great writer <laughs> <laughs> um no but i think it's so interesting i've met quite a few people who stutter and also really enjoy writing and i think it's also like you said people who stutter really struggle with just trying they we know what we want to say but it may not come out the way we want to say it or people interrupt things like that things get lost so i think writing really allows you to just yeah write interrupted and not have to worry about what people yeah. think because it's just what you're trying to say and i think that's so cool exactly. yeah. um so do you have any other projects in the work so is anything exciting coming up for you around stuttering not stuttering What's your, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> I'm very excited. I have a self-help book coming up and a short story collection coming up. One should be out, I mean, uh, maybe by the third quarter of the year. Hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm hoping that it will be out. And I think it should be the self-help book. And the self-help book is for people who stammer, OM, obviously. It's just a project of me telling my story and giving more in, insights to how I've, to how I've, you know, like passed through um, a, a previous pains and still thriving. While the short story collections might not be this year, but it's forthcoming, and that will just be a collection of short stories, and it will, and they will all be out there very soon how yeah. exciting <laughs> yeah. congratulations <I'm> excited. <laughs> well, let me know what i can do to celebrate or promote you um but i'm so excited Thank you. For that. That great. <laughs> um so the last question of this podcast i know we're going to be coming up to the end soon but really i, I know <laughs> yeah, <I'm almost> <laughs> you know you're more than welcome to come back um i've had such a amazing time talking to you um yeah. but yeah my last question to you is what words of advice can you give to people who stutter um and particular teens who stutter as well okay my my simple advice would just be let's let yourself be like let yourself be human you're a human being you're allowed to make mistakes you're allowed to stutter you're allowed to take up time to speak. You're allowed to, to feel bad. You're allowed to have bad speech days. You're allowed to cry. Just let yourself feel as a person who stammers. Because when you let yourself feel and you act and you and you acknowledge that okay, I am human, I'm not perfect, I'm still a work in progress. Life just gets easier for you. You start seeing life as, as how, how do I put it? Like you start seeing life just gets better for you, basically. When you stop trying to be perfect, when you stop trying to hide the fact that you stammer, when you stop avoiding speaking, um, speaking, speaking situations, 
just let yourself be a human being and do a good job at being a human being. That's just a simple advice I have <laughs> for people who stammer. I love that so much. <laughs> that Thank definitely you. quoted as well. <laughs> really? Yes. I don't want to add. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so I thought we would play two rounds of Would You Rather just to end it off. Um, okay. Um, this might be hard, but <laughs> would you rather be forced to sing to every song you hear or dance to every song you sing? Oh, every song you hear think, as well. <laughs> okay. I, I think I would prefer to, I think I'll prefer to dance because I'm not quite a good singer. <laughs> so I think the dancer, I can, I dance quite well if I do say to myself. Ooh, okay. So, yeah, I would prefer to dance definitely. I love it. <laughs> just gonna yeah. see you dance soon. <laughs> <laughs> very soon. Very soon. Oh my goodness. Um. Okay. And last one. Would you rather watch rom coms for the rest of your life, or comedies for the rest of your life? Uh, I think I'll do rom coms because. Okay. In rom-coms, you still have comedies in them. So True. why not have two in, in one that just have comedy? <laughs> um, so that's the end of today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining with me. Joining Thank you for having Vanessa. me. I had such a great time. Thank you for having me. I'm glad. Well, yes. I hope you have a good afternoon, rest of your day. Um, okay. And thank you again, Vanessa, for joining me. And I can't wait thank for everyone to listen to it. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.